Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Diversity and Fellowship. Uh, I am Pastor William Marshall. I'm here with Pastor Kenny King. What's up? Uh, today we are talking about, because it is Women's History Month, the month of March is uh, Women's History Month, and so today we are talking about women in the ministry, uh, women in the local church, and what does that look like. Now, one one thing we have to kind of, to begin with, we may have to, we have to ask the question, how is this a diversity and fellowship issue, right? right. And so what what is that? And so I, I think what what we want to see is kind of this there's a connection between kind of um fighting against racial injustice and then also fighting for women in the ministry yes uh, particularly for you know fighting for women to be pastors it seems like that has been like people who are fighting against racial injustice are always fighting for women to be pastors Generally true. Generally, right? We know yes. that's I mean, that's probably maybe an overgeneralization. That's not always true, but but it does seem like there is a connection in a lot of people's minds. And yes. so there's a lot of times when you're you're trying to say, "Hey, we're fighting against racial injustice. We are fighting uh, for diversity and fellowship." People kind of think, oh, "I bet they support women pastors. I bet they support you know uh, women in the ministry in that in that regard." Yes. So, Kenny. Why do you think that connection is made? I would say that connection is made because people who are generally oppressed tend to sympathize with other groups who are also oppressed. Okay. And because um like when you when we're talking about racial justice, like mm-hmm. when you when you have minorities who have been historically oppressed, and then you look and you see women who have also been historically oppressed. Then we kind we kind of jump on their bandwagon okay. to help them to receive the rights that they um, appear to be denied. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, whether it's legitimate or illegitimate, we see that they are fighting for a certain issue, mm-hmm. and we will pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, because they we sympathize with them, right? We understand what they're going through. They're fighting against a common enemy. Yes, right. The <laughs> the, the enemy white, of my enemy is my friend. That's right. The white male is that the yes, common enemy? The right? white cisgendered male. We're the worst, man. <laughs> right? We are the worst. Yeah. Yes. And so you you just form alliances. Yeah. To to fight against that common enemy. And you, you just take their issue and you adopt it as yours as well. Right. And you support them and they support you and you get things done that way. Okay. So let me ask you this, which is kind of, I mean, should we make that connect- connection? Do we have to make that connection? I would say no. Right. We don't have to make that connection because as followers of Christ— we definitely, if whether you are an oppressed group or not, 
if you're seeing injustice, you should fight against it, right? Mm-hmm. Like we are called as people of God to do justice, but we have to be careful about making sure that we are actually doing justice. Right. Like the Bible gets to define that for us. Yep. Not just the fact that a group is claiming oppression yes. or claiming discrimination. Hmm. Uh, just because they are claiming it doesn't mean that we automatically, as an oppressed group, support whatever they are claiming. But mm-hmm. if we if we can look at the Word of God and see that this injustice is real, um, no matter if you're oppressed or not, you should support them. But if you look at the Word of God and you see that this um, discrimination is not valid based mm-hmm. upon the Word of God, then you should not support it. Right. Whether you sympathize with them or not, right? Right. So we're going to we're going to try to say that no, right? Those that that connection is yes. not always there. Yeah, um, I wasn't very clear was I. No, no, no. I no, you were. You were. You, I mean, I, I'm just I'm kind of circling <laughs> back around. All around, around right. the I'm, world. I'm circling back. I'm Did circling back. Did you answer back. the question, man? Brother, hey. That's right. Stop trying to Yeah. So <laughs> I I think um I do think it's important for us to say that because that's where we would land, right? I mean, yes. we're gonna we're gonna fight against. Obviously, we're we're trying to fight against racial issues, and yet uh, we may not stand um, in line with others who fight against racial issues, and then also fight for women in ministry, right? Right. Which kind of leads to specifically women as pastors, right? Not necessarily yes. women in ministry. Yes, I misspoke there. In particular, but mm-hmm. women as pastors, we wouldn't necessarily pick up that mantle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, which which kind of leads to because because it is it is one of those things that you, there's some nuances here right we need yes. to try to understand what we do believe about uh, women in ministry what the Bible teaches about uh, women pastors those those types of issues and so let's just begin with what are some of the different views in the local church um, for women in ministry women as pastors. I would say first you have what is commonly called egalitarianism. That's a big it's word. It's a big word. It's a big so word, gotta, Kenny. Right. You got to start breaking down like the meanings of different mm. sections of the, Ooh, of the word. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I was like, is he going to do that? What, what is all that? Yeah, I don't know if I know all that. Yeah, egalitarianism is basically the idea that there are no roles that women are excluded from. Right. I, men and women are, are equal. Uh, they can do whatever roles that that there are in the local church. Basically, women can be can be pastors. They can be yes. anything that right. is um, ordained by God in the church, right? Okay. Um, so, what would you say is another view? Right. The other view, or the other major view, I would say, is um, complementarianism. Yes. So that that view would still say that women and men are equal. It's not a it's not a value thing, right? It's not. Uh, women are less equal than men, but they do have differing roles. Yes, and those roles are not where the value comes from. Right. right? It's not. It's not as if um, you know pastors are more valuable. Yes. Um, and and I, that's probably another topic for another time. But sometimes that's problematic because I, I hear, I hear people talk about the pastoral role like it's. Sometimes I fear that they're they're kind of putting it on this pedestal, putting it up into this place, and I think that's that there's a there's that's part of the the value trouble is it's like, look, we all know that the pastoral role is more valuable than anything else, right? And so I think we have to be careful even there. But what 
anyway, that's a, that's maybe another topic for another time. <laughs> but but what we're trying, what complementarianism complementarianism is saying is that no, we can be equal in value and have different roles. Yes, that there's not there's not a well. If you can't do this role, then you're less valuable. Right. That, that's not what we would teach. Now, what about there has kind of been a development of a third a hybrid a right? hybrid category, which yeah. is called soft complementarianism. Oh man! So it's not full complementarianism. It's a soft version of complementarianism, and what what basically this group would hold to is that women can be pastors. They can preach as long as they are under the authority of male elders. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they can still preach. They can still be pastors. They can um, teach men, mm-hmm. but they have to be under the authority right. of male elders. Right. Yeah. They might, they might say, some would say they can't be like the lead pastor. Right. They, they can't, you know, be in that kind of role. Uh, and some would even say they probably can't take the role of elders. Yes. But they could still teach. They, they can still teach men. Right. You know, uh, that, they wouldn't have a problem there. And so that's, that's kind of the more soft complementarianism. So let's. Right. So obviously the, I mean, obviously the question before us and, and, and what, what we have to get to today is, what do we believe is the biblical view? Yes. So, Kenny, uh, why don't you kind of walk? And obviously, this is kind of multifaceted, right? Right. So, what what are some kind of biblical principles that kind of guide us in understanding where we are? I think we we immediately have to go to creation. Yes. I mean, we we see in the creation story in Genesis one, where God creates both male and female. In his image. Mm -hmm. He creates them both in his image. So we see there in the Imago Dei that both men and women, male and female, they have equal value. Right. So that is definitely not something that any Orthodox Christian should dispute. Yes. Whether or not men (laughs) or women Mm -hmm. have equal value. But what we will say also from the creation account. Mm-hmm. is that they have different roles. That's right. That they have different roles. We see in, in Genesis 2, mm-hmm. kind of the fleshing out of the creation of, of man and woman. Mm-hmm. And so man is given dominion, right, mm-hmm. over everything. He's given the right to name mm-hmm. everything, showing that he has been given dominion. Right. The woman is created out of the man's mm-hmm. rib, and and the man names her. Right. Right. The man names her. And that mm-hmm. that shows a a role, right? A right. difference in roles. Yes. Like the male is the head. Yep. And the woman is the helper. Yep. And 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 not a helper in a sense of she's lesser than. Yeah. Right. Like this is still it's still equal but think, in value, but different in roles. But don't you think even there, that's where it, I mean, even as you're explaining it. Yeah. It, it's hard to explain it because when we think helper. Yes. We think less value. Yeah. We right? think this person has the <laughs> yeah. has the vision. He makes all the rules right. and plans and everything and mm-hmm. then I'm just coming along and yeah. I mean, as it, an assistant. And, and 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 it makes sense why we think that, right? I mean, who who has more value in in the, you know, the local business, the CEO or the, you know, maintenance guy, right? 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 Well, you <laughs> 
I'm Obviously, not, the right, CEO. The CEO is right? getting paid more, right? Yeah. <laughs> but but in in another sense, what we're saying is is yeah. But even that is a is a wrong judgment, right? Are we going to say the CEO is more of a human and the maintenance guy is less than a human? We dare wouldn't say that. We would never right? say that. Yeah. You know, or that you know one one you know we're gonna we've got to choose between whose life's more valuable. The CEO. Right. Well, they're both equally valued. Yes. But they but they play different roles, and I think those differing roles feel like a value statement. Yeah, and I think that's what creates so much of the problem. Um, I mean, as as far as under you know, particularly those who aspire to um, to be a woman a woman pastor, a female pastor, there is this this kind of struggle, this feeling that. Um, no matter what we say, no matter how much we point to those types of things, it's like, yeah, but you're, you 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 see me as less valuable right. because you think I can't serve in this role. Yeah, and so I I think that's something that we have to kind of kind of push again again. So we would, if it's not clear, if we haven't made it clear at this point, um, because of the Imago Day, because of all equal in value, and yet because of the complementarianism, the 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 teaching that women have certain roles to play and men have certain roles to play. Right. We're we're going to fall on the complementarian side. Yes. But but we got to we got to deal with this. Yeah. Why would we not fall on the soft complementarian? What what would be what Kenny what would be your argument against soft complementarianism? Well, the, the the reason why we would say women can't be pastors or elders if yes. you want to use that terminology is because of um, 1 Timothy 2. Right. All right, 1 Timothy 2, and we probably should read it just mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that we're all on the same page here. So 1 Timothy 2, um, we'll start at verse 11. Let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Mm-hmm. Rather, she is to remain quiet, for Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. And so what you what you see there is the Paul is saying the woman, he does not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Right? Right. So what is the role of a pastor or an elder? Is to teach. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you when you look at the qualifications of an elder, First Timothy three, right, clear. right, the next, next chapter, chapter. Mm-hmm. right, very next chapter, they have the responsibility to teach and to exercise authority, right, right, and and because a woman is not allowed to do that, based upon what we read in First uh, Timothy two, mm-hmm. then we would say a woman should not be a pastor based upon. Right. Um, that scripture, and based upon just the um, example of scripture mm-hmm. throughout, yes, right. Well, and Paul even there goes on to kind of like like we were doing is is trying or not trying, but Paul bases his argument in creation. Yeah, because I mean, there there back. are people who would say that Paul is only talking about mm-hmm. the situation in Ephesus where Timothy is located That's at right. this point in time. But the problem is he he puts it. In creation, yes, and he puts it in pre-fall creation because some people would say, "Well, this only came about because of the fall." Mm-hmm. Like, no, he puts it in the fact that Adam was formed first, right. then Eve, mm-hmm. and then he goes into the fall. But his argument is not just based upon the fact that sin entered the world. God right. has formulated this plan 
um, in creation before the fall. And so this is why we would say um, that we are complementarian and not soft complementarian, but right. um, the, the meaning of the word that yeah. equal value, different roles. So again, let me push a little bit on. So the soft complementarian would come along and take take First Timothy two and say, "We're okay with the teaching part of it because we we think there's a way that a woman can teach without exercising authority." And I think that the the situation there is that you're trying to connect the two words Mm -hmm. and try to say, well, he means teaching with authority. Right. No, I I think what we have here in first Timothy two is a, it's two different functions. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Teaching (laughs) just in and of itself. You're right. Teaching Mm -hmm. a man in and of itself, not whether or not they're exercising authority. Right. But whether she's teaching him at all. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I would say, uh, well, in in the context of the local church, yeah, I would say the fact that she's teaching him at all is the issue. What would you say to that? Well, and, and I mean, maybe even another way to think about it is the act of teaching is an act of authority. Absolutely. I mean, there there is you can't separate it as if she can. You know, we're going to have a, a female stand and teach, but it's not going to be an action of authority. Right. Like that's not. I don't think in Paul's mind you could divide those. No, you can't. Uh, and so if, if a woman is going to stand up and teach, she's going to be exercising authority. Automatically. And so, and so Paul says, I forbid a woman to teach uh, or exercise authority. So I think that's what, you know, I think that's what's happening there. Um, right. I think particularly in the context where, I mean, First um, Timothy 3 so plainly points out that an elder must be able to teach. Yeah. And Paul just wrote that he... F- you know, had just written that I forbid a woman to teach, right? It you have really got to do you you've really got to work hard to change the meaning of that. Well I think what we do well we we love to pit Paul against Paul. Yeah. Like right. Galatians three, like yes. there's no no more male or female, slave or free, that verse, right? right? Mm-hmm. And we yeah. pit Paul against Paul, like the Paul who didn't write Galatians three is not the same Paul who worked wrote first Timothy two. Right. And so when you, when you start to take Galatians three into the context of, well, because there's no longer male or female, then that means women can be pastors. Right. You try to take that verse like that and not mm-hmm. put it in its proper context. What Paul is talking mm-hmm. about as far as equal value in salvation. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily equal roles as uh, yeah. like different. That's right. Like, you, they have to have the same roles. I think you're going to find yourself going down a slippery slope into yeah. some other uh, things that are inconsistent with the Word of God, right? Yeah. And so we we can't pit Paul against Paul, especially it's hard to do when you're talking about, you know, a few sentences apart. <laughs> right. Yeah. Timothy 2 or 3. That's right. You don't want to have But a, you should do it with even Paul Galatians 3. Paul in 1 Timothy 2 and Paul in 1 Timothy 3. Yeah, you don't right. want to pit those against each other. Yeah, that, that seems dangerous. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think, and I, and I really do think, I mean, I, you know— um, I mean, we may have folks who are listening who, who might be leaning towards soft complementarianism or, or struggling with it, and um, I mean, I do, I, I do understand that struggle. But I, I think, I think the real key is maintaining that difference between. And we've said it a thousand times, but um, equal. You know, we, we're we're equal in value, but we have different roles. Yes, and I think 
a large reason why we struggle with that. And even the reason why soft complementarianism's kind of developed is because there's just this feeling that there has to be, if we're really equal in value, if what Paul is saying in, in Galatians really is true, yeah. we're equal, there has to be this this right. role for teaching. There has to be this role. You know, and it's like, well, I mean, I mean, in one sense, and we'll talk about this in a second, I mean, there is a role for teaching. Yes. Right? But Paul clearly forgives, forbids a woman from teaching a man, right? Yes. And so, so there is... And I, so I think that's one reason why we struggle. I think the other reason why we struggle, and I want to talk about this uh, just just for a little bit, is because complementarians, or, or maybe you can almost even say conservatives, have done a really poor job of holding up the value of women in the Absolutely, local church. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Right. So, mm. what do you think? What What do you think? This. What's why is that? What's the struggle there? Well, I think. Well. Part of the struggle is the fall. Right. Yeah, it's the fall. So you see in uh, Genesis 3 where you have this, where where once there was harmony between the different roles, between mm-hmm. the man and his wife, between, you know, man and woman, where now the, the struggle comes in, where the woman desires to rule over the husband, but the mm-hmm. husband will rule over her. Instead of there being harmony in that relationship, right. there's now there's now strife within that relationship but i would also say that i think what people who say they hold to complementarianism but do not allow for women to have any role within the church any ministry within the church right is that they are um really tiptoeing <laughs> around scripture around first timothy too mm. like well we just want to be careful to make sure that we're not right. violating mm-hmm. uh the scripture in this situation mm. But what they're what they're not realizing is is that in the scripture there are women who do hold other mm-hmm. ministries. Yes, and they don't mm-hmm. hold necessarily the position of elder or pastor, right. but they do have other ministries mm. within the church and, and other crucial ministries right. mm-hmm. within the church. Uh, what, what would you add to that, brother? Well, I, I think that's good. I mean, I think there is a again we have to we have to make sure that in our um, talking and emphasis on the different roles that we don't lose, that we don't make that a value statement, right? That we don't lose the value of of women. And so, therefore, I think you have to look for ways in the local church, uh, you have to look for ways to, for, for women to be able to show their value. Yes. Um, whether that's sitting on a committee or a board or just getting input, Right. I mean, the idea is that that elders, just because elders serve as elders, right, and they're going to be male, doesn't mean that at times they can't have have a have a female or a group of females come and say, "Hey, we want to do this ministry better, or we want to we want to be better at uh, ministering to young women in the church, or we want to yes. be." What, what do you you know what 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 do we do? What, how can we right? I think there's got to be a place for that. Yes. Um, there has to be a place for figuring out how, how do we do this well and how do we listen. I mean, in much the same way that a husband and a wife will work. Right. right. I mean, the, the husband has to make decisions. I mean, he has to be the head of the local house. But that doesn't mean he never has a conversation with his wife about it. Yeah. I mean, that would be like, foolish. <laughs> <laughs> you can try that, brother. Right. But, uh, we can counsel you when, when that fails. Yes. Um, but I, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, there has to be a way to... 
to, to really to, to hold up the value of women, to, to, to see their value, to recognize their value. I think it's important even for for pastors to recognize that value. Yes. You know, whether that's, you know, in the sermon. I mean, my wife has um, been very encouraged. Kenny has, uh, you know, quoted from her books a couple times, yes. you know, and that that gives value to what Glenn is doing and the books that she's writing and that one of the pastors is is reading her books, right? Um, very so, gifted. Yes. Yeah. So I, so you know what I'm saying? Like, I think there, I think we as complementarians need to work harder at holding up the value, recognizing uh, the biblical gifts that women have, right. and finding uh, finding those roles that they can serve in and valuing those roles. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and not trying to say, well, I mean, your role's important, but it's not as important as the elder. It's not <laughs> right. as important as the, you know, like, no, let's value, right? Let's value all the different roles, all the different functions uh, that we play. Um, and I, I think that would, I mean, I think that would greatly help. And I think that's the biblical way to do that. Absolutely. I mean, that's what's modeled those, you know, you're talking about a Phoebe or, or different ones that are named in the text. I mean, those, there's a model there right? that we would do well to follow. Yes. Yeah. Other thoughts on any of that? Yeah, I would say when we're talking about different roles and different gifts, a, a good um, porter, chapter of scripture to read is 1 Corinthians 12. Paul talks about we all have different gifting, mm-hmm. right? Different roles, but there's still one body. That's right. And he goes into a part where it's like the the more visible parts, right? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we treat with more honor the ones that are not visible, mm-hmm. right? And so when, when you see the different gifts, like when we try to elevate gifting and roles, that is so counter to right. uh, God's plan for the body of Christ, yeah. right? But he does... Once again, <laughs> he does give us all equal value, mm-hmm. and he gives us different gifts, and mm-hmm. he gives us different roles. That's right. And but that doesn't change the fact that we are equal in value in the in the body of Christ. That's good. Good. Yeah. All right, Kenny. What's our uh, diversity in uh, resource? Our diversity in fellowship resource uh, for this week. Our diversity and fellowship resource for this week. We want to point you to the TGC for Women website. Yes. It has so many different resources. Kind of in general, right? Yes. This is just a great resource. Right. Mm-hmm. Just for a great resource for women, on just encouraging women, challenging women um, to grow in their faith in Jesus Christ. And just, um, I, we just think it's really good. Um, so the Gospel Coalition. That's what TGC stands for. So we'll put a link to that in our podcast notes. Right. And we encourage you to check that out. Got a conference. They have a conference coming up. Yeah, conference coming up on April 9th through 11th. And you can find more information about that on the website. That'd be great. uh, Glenna will be there. Yes, yes. I wasn't going to, I felt like that was a little self-promotion there. But yes, yes, yes. Glenna will be there at that. She's excited. She's pumped. That got canceled last year because of COVID. And so now they've rescheduled. So they're excited about this year, and it should be really great. They'll do a great, great job with that. Yeah. Yep. So now it's time. There it is, the question. Crazy question. It's so horrible. There's got to be a better way for me to do this. It's horribly awkward. Yes. You should see the setup here, y'all. It's it's not great. It's not great, guys. I'm not going to lie for trying to get that ridiculous noise sound out there. All right, so this is our crazy question. So... Uh, I'll start with you, Kenny. Here's our question. What is the craziest argument 
you have had with your wife. Well, we've had. We makes me really nervous. When you've married I'm for a while, nervous. you end up having a lot of silly arguments just about I'm ner- things. I'm like, that I'm nervous are... for you and for me <laughs> right. with questions like this. I mean, just a bunch of silly arguments that are not okay uh, about, about anything silly, important. Goofy arguments. So it's yes. just really goofy uh, arguments. So. Um, I, I, I take cream and sugar with my coffee. Amen. And yes. so we have this glass canister that mm-hmm. holds our sugar. Yes. And so I can't just take the scoop out of the canister and put it. I have to have like a spoon. Yes. And so I always tip the canister over Sweet. and then I spoon out the sugar into my coffee. <laughs> and so she sees Dude. me doing this and yeah. she's so afraid that I'm about to yeah. break the canister uh, every time. So so one day we just had this big discussion about why I tipped this glass canister over to get sugar out of it. And so I'm just demonstrating and say how much easier it is and that I'm not going to break the canister or anything. <laughs> and so it's a big, long discussion Pour about you, why. Well, I'm going to pray for your wife. We need to pray for I Yolanda get sugar right out of the now. canister in this way. <laughs> You had like a whole defense prepared. I had a whole, I mean, I had We men were terrible, right? Yeah, we got a reenactments. <laughs> right. Oh, Lord. I I'm probably had an actor there. Like a diagram. B and one player her. So let me lay out the diagram. Right. It's, let me measure some. You're, you're actually using the seventh the grade math. The on my wrist. Sixth grade math, fifth grade math. Right. So let me show you the angles here yes. and why this particular angle is better. My wrist turns this way. Oh, yeah. Then Injury. it's going to hurt. Yeah, right? So there I had you to go. tip it That's over good. To, That's good. to make Try sure to get I get it out right. So Injury. what about you, brother? I'm I'm afraid for you. I know. I, I'm yeah. like I you know, I've struggled struggled with this question. I think one of the things that, that Glenna had, and I have had lots of kind of goofy conversations about it are sports, you know? <laughs> I mean we said <laughs> we did we kinda made the joke when we did the whole sports and yes. uh, right. And so we have very different opinions when it comes Man, that scab to has not healed, brother. Right. And so we're, we <laughs> we struggle with that. I love my wife. I love you, baby. You do not have to yes. like sports at all. Um but we have had there have been times where I'm like, "Man, we are having a really serious long <laughs> debate about the watching of sports <laughs> and I'm like this is oh man maybe I just need this this is right just, and there is a part of me and I'm like I should just give it up right right I mean, who cares and then and she's like amen hallelujah why don't we right. just do that right I'll just go with that plan <laughs> so anyway yeah that is I mean we've had other you know we've had other yes silly things I mean um you know how I handle my clothes and how I uh Oh man! Don't get her started about socks in the floor, right? <laughs> I am. A, I am really. That is serious, I brother. Know, I know. That is like a serious, serious discussion. Trouble getting serious trouble. All right. Well, uh, hopefully that has been helpful for you guys today. We've enjoyed uh, talking about these things. Speaking of my wife, we're going to hopefully have Glenna uh, with us next week. Yeah. Um, we're going to interview interview her and uh, talk with her about kind of um, uh, women. Kind of, kind of her role as a writer, as an author, and different things, and continuing our theme of um, the women's history in March. And so we'll we'll do that. Looking forward to that. Uh, but thanks so much for tuning in this week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.